Welcome back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger. I'm here with Mike Connolly. Hello. And Tara Connolly. Here. We've been doing <laughs> We're a all here. I like, I like shit. That. The three of us are here. I We've like, been doing a lot of episodes with the three of us lately. Uh, it's really easy to just get together and hang out and listen to some noise records, but we do have some guests planned coming up, so stay tuned. You'll hear a couple of great guests weigh in on some pretty classic records soon. Yeah, so... Got, or, got got lots of plans lined up for the rest of the year, so stick with us, stay tuned, and know that there's something on the horizon. Absolutely. Other than the sound of our three voices. Yeah. Today, we heard the sounds of crumbling, decay, destruction, things <laughs> falling apart, overload on Zone Nord's Roferon A. But before that... Connolly, what you been listening to? <laughs> Connolly's, what you been listening to? Hey. Um, well, you know, w- one cool thing about this podcast is it it gets us to pull out, you know, records maybe we haven't pulled out for a while, artists we haven't listened to for a while, and ever since we've done that the MB episode, we've been listening to a lot of MB at home. Oh yeah. And the one particularly we were listening to this week is the Plain Truth, and that is just such a great atmosphere of a record. I believe the original LP is on Broken Flag, and I think it's like one of the last, if not the last MB record, you know, before he came back in the 2000s. Yeah, I think it was I the think. final, right in there. Yeah. And it's also like much more ambient. Yes, yes, yeah. which is just, it, you know, it's a great way to start the day, cup of coffee, put that on. Cup of coffee and some MB, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we've been so excited about the Pain Factory disc set and the fuck tv disc set that we had to throw on some death squad so we threw on theological genocide oh classic classic cd that's after you've already had your coffee yeah yeah definitely (laughs) that's like your coffee's the caffeine is taken over yeah put on that death squad absolutely legendary classic power electronics from the u.s of a and uh as well as any Another pure CD, obviously the Zone Nord CD we're doing today is a pure CD, but one of the other pure CDs we've been listening to is Death Piles Nay Plus Ultra. Also a classic. Mm-hmm. It's becoming my favorite Death Pile. I love the. It, it just it's a very different Death Pile. It's yeah. a very it's it, it's different than GR. It's different than Back on the Prowl. Uh, it's it's fantastic, and I, for one, hope that we do cover that one at some point. Yeah. Would you be super opposed to that, Gray? No, that? not at all. Wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you joke. talking about? That, that was a joke. That was let's, just a joke. Let's that put was, it on the list. I know you wouldn't be opposed to Straight it. Straight up Death File that, fan. That here. was, of course. That you was, got me. I, was, I got you. I was being silly. I was being a bad guy. Uh, but obviously, you want to talk about Death File. Yeah, talk about Death Pile. Of course. Um, we have spent a lot of time talking about Death Pile Just together, in general. Not on mic, yeah. Just in life, in general. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been about it. Can you think of anything else we've been listening to this week, gearing up for this episode? No. Yeah, that's 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 kind of been the... Uh, I think you covered it. Yeah, I think that's been it. All right. What about you, Gray? Well, you know, last episode I had... Mentioned that Condom Gray Wolves Waging War Against You CD, which is just excellent. 
still feeling in the condom zone. So I listened to, uh, I guess I would call it the self-titled album, Control Domination on Armed and Loaded. Oh my God. This thing, it's up there with Eighth Pillar in terms of like sprawling, massive, epic, insane. It is, it, it builds with just wonderful soundscapes, really unique and strange sounds and using things in all different contexts, some samples, including some from uh, the John Huston film, Wise Blood, uh, which is, it's great to hear. Great movie. In context, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry Dean Stanton, Brad Dorff, just classic. Based on the uh, Flannery O'Connor yeah. novel. Yeah. And it builds to just this level of misery and his vocals start a little later in the album and it just, it's just berating you it is really classic powerful condom material it's so good and i have the cd from back in the day and it's packaged between two pieces of etched slate it's a really beautiful looking thing uh it's nice to take it out and just hold and look at it. it's heavy you know all that armed and loaded packaging was absurd and That's cool it's just just heavy and nice it's such a great piece and i will say it's obviously that the actual cd is pretty difficult to find in 2019 but we are lucky enough to that to have that album available on iTunes. So go ahead and pick that up because that's just going to be a repeat listening for you. You're just going to kind of put that on and put it on again and put it on again and put it on again. And I was kind of still in the uh, the zone, the heavy electronics, power electronic zone. So I wanted something a little uh, to predate that. So I put on the first Leibach album, which I hadn't listened to in a while. And my favorite of theirs is probably the Recapitula Sieja 80 to 84 box set, which collects like demos, rough versions, live versions, whatever of some of these pieces. But the first CD is just really nice, concise, like martial rhythms, weird commanding vocals in uh, Slovenian and a lot of nasty tones and noise. There's a the CD has like some bonus tracks that are a little a little out there. There's like a remix of something that's like definitely a little more on the dance industrial like sort <laughs> sort of wax tracks little later era. And if you only know them from they're like wax tracks or later years, I would say that digging into the early stuff is well worthwhile. They were a really insane like art collective with performance art and music on one arm of it. And then I had listed the Omit Enclosures box set in a recent listening, and uh, my friend Jason Leskley recommended the K-Group Omit LP, which is on Fusetron, and popped that on. And as you'd expect, it's just like great frequency work, really interesting. I didn't, I'm not familiar with K-Group, so this was my first exposure. But uh, you're, you're just like an Omit like fanatic. I yeah. Think, yeah, I think of you as like an Omit just omit head really well i think both of you find a label you like and just go with it until it's done <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's been about it that's a that's a nice little stack i stack. i'm done with culture club time clock of the heart <laughs> yeah <laughs> well now it's gonna get back in your head you just no, started it over no. oh good <laughs> now it's uh Gordon Lightfoot, if you could read my mind. Oh, nice. nice. That's nice. that's just going through my head all day. <laughs> Love that song. That's awesome. Something else we can talk about. <laughs> What's that, Gray? <laughs> is Zone Nord's Roferon A. Dude. Okay. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Gray, 
We were taken aback. We were taken aback. Neither Tara nor I have heard this. We don't own this. No, never heard of it. Gray said this is one of the first noise CDs you ever got, correct? This is one of the first, one of the first pure CDs. It was like MSBR, Destructive Locomotion, and and this Zone Nord CD, I think I probably bought it on the same day. Maybe something else, maybe, the, you know, three for 20. I well, you remember. definitely yeah. did. And, and you know, let's go ahead and just say pure, obviously, run by Ron Lassard, Triple R, the classic series from the 90s. 94, I believe. The, the, or, 95. This CD is from 95. No, 94 is when Pure started. Oh, oh there really? you go. Yes. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, all packaged in, you know, the same slip slip case with just the in, the only the info on a little sticker on the thing. And then the CD would always have, you know, unique artwork yeah. to the CD. Actually, the, the Masana CD of which... Our podcast takes its name from Noise Extra is a pure CD Correct. and is actually also one of my favorite CD faces. Yeah. It's so awesome. I love the way that looks. I'm obsessed with the way the CD face of Masana's Noise Extra looks. So such a cool series because exactly it was the three for 20, eight dollars uh, individually, but the three for 20. And for someone, I'm sure you were the same. When we when I was first getting into noise, it was the it was such a valuable asset to be like, I've heard these names, I've seen these names, I just want to get, I want to check these bands out. So oh, yes, yeah. MSBR, Aub, Pain Jerk, Dead Body Quinn, Love, Dead Incapacitance. Body, it's crazy, and yeah. I mean it's crazy how much how how many great artists were on this series. And you get more than like on a comp when you just get one track. Yeah. You actually get like a good taste of like what to expect from some full someone. album. And I have a theory that some of the pure CDs are some of my absolute favorite CDs from each artist. And I have a theory that the artists were thinking, well, you know, Ron's going to do a lot of these. These are actually going to get out to a lot of people. So I'm going to give him some of our best material. So, like, for example, Ministry of Foolishness, Incapacitance was one of my favorite Incapacitance. A Diameter of Elvis's colon is, I think, mm. one of the best smelling quins. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. So, I, I think the Pure CDs are just an invaluable um, uh, invaluable series to have for anybody. Um, yeah, you know, obviously most of you know this, and if you don't know this, get on it. They're brilliant for their value and content. Absolutely. I'll say with the decline in popularity of CDs, not around here, but in genu you know, in general with digital and, and the vinyl resurgence and cassette resurgence, Ron's prices on pure CDs are beyond affordable now too. If you go to records, rrrrecords.com, records, if you've ever called him back when he used to answer his phone, you know, the first time I called him, I got intimidated and hung up after I heard him answer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I, so when did you, did you, when was the first time you went to Triple R? Uh, tour in 2004. Five maybe yeah so so I went in two thousand one or two it was on the first hair police tour wow and yes we we wanted to make sure to call ahead just to kind of make sure he was there and make sure it was open and exactly answer the phone just like that records yeah and and we told him we were coming and so when we got there he had a bunch of noise stuff like kind of pulled out you know kind of on the counter for us to go through and I mean we just had a field day uh, it, it was, was a, also a field day when yeah, I, well, you guys just, had that tour cash you were like let's yeah. drop it right oh, now oh, I'm good oh uh, in 2001 gas? on the hair police tour <laughs> I can tell you there was not much tour cash going around this was just like depleting my savings there was no tour cash uh, going around depleting our savings oh yeah exactly that is true <laughs> that is true, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. 
I had met and hung out with Ron because he at that point he'd uh, the first Hive Mind show was with Emil Bolio. The the very first Hive Mind show. Yeah. Where? Or wow. first or second? Where was the first? First or second at In, uh, at LJ's? Wow. That's crazy. That seems crazy to me. Logger House. Wow. Which was the one that had two rooms? I, I honestly don't remember. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, because I'd been doing Black Sand Desert, but Hive Mind was a new thing. And oh, okay. It was like Wolf Eyes, Bolio, Hive Mind. I think. Oh, is that the, that's what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That was that would have been no, no, no. I saw, I saw. No, I bet it wasn't. I bet it was. I bet it was Purient, Bolio, Immaculate Grotesque. That was the first time I ever I saw them. Oh yeah, when they were on tour. They were on tour, but that was yeah. before that. That was like two thousand three. I definitely saw that gig. That show happened at uh, Detroit Art Space. Oh, okay, okay. We that actually funny no, funny story about that show. That was the, that was actually the first time not only meeting Ron, uh, but also it was our first time meeting Dom. Oh yeah, and 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 a great first uh, uh, meeting of Dom. Uh, it was the first time you saw. You were seeing Purian. You as Tara. You yes. as Tara. I'm pointing to Tara, so all the people <laughs> listening know I'm pointing to Tara. It was the first time you saw Purian, and this is when. This is when it was, you know, microphone feedback back to the audience, you know, very short sets. And then after the set's done, storming out um, and off I the like, stage. And I like to close my eyes when I'm listening just so I can really like be in the moment and hear what's happening. Both of the Connellys close their eyes while uh, listening. Yeah, totally, definitely. Totally it leads do. to some fun listening time pranks. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so Tara got the ultimate prank that day. Uh, because when he finished his set... He generally just kind of runs out of the room and I was crouching down and Dominic didn't see me. And so he completely bowled me over. <laughs> and you went flying. I, I, I went like four or five feet uh, <laughs> onto the ground. Yeah. Uh, he had no idea that it even happened because he left so quickly. Uh, it was really, I was laughing, of course. And I thought it was great. And, and it was a great story. And still friends to this day yeah. <laughs> so i guess that's, hey, that's you know a, what if you can't take a hit don't go to a noise show <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> wise wow. words from wow. Tara Connelly. wise oh, words I'm share the lessons i've learned in life right i love here. it i love it so that that was a really great show and, and ron you know always just puts on some of the all-time greatest noise sets any of us have ever seen so um, but yeah, so this is Zone Nord on Ron's Pure Series imprint. So I got this CD before I had started making noise at all myself. When I when I was just sort of first figuring it out, I had maybe a couple pieces of gear and was trying to struggle through it. I didn't have a mixer. I Ooh. didn't have like a bunch of killer pedals. I didn't have like <laughs> like anything. I don't know this man. I don't think I had a contact <laughs> yeah. mic. Who are you? Like <laughs> And I, I, this is the first time I was like, maybe I could make something like that, which I couldn't at all. I tried. I tried to like recreate any of the sounds on this. The closest I got, I think, was like a turntable playing a CD jewel case, like the textured black ones or something. It's like, well, that sounds noisy and crumbly, but it doesn't have the nice high end and feedback in the bass that it should have. Um, 
I, I used to try and figure this one out and listening to it today, I was still trying to figure oh, it out. Yeah, it's it's so obscure and mysterious. Well, I'm bummed because I made notes like ask Gray what that was. Ask Gray what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so Zone Nord has a very stripped down discography. There's not a lot of releases. Out. I think it's a total of six releases. I think something like that. Yeah. There's a recycle tape. There's a self-released LP. There's a CDR on uh, Tuknit Aleph. Um, there's a collaboration with Francois Dury on a Solipsism CDR. There's really not a lot of material out there. And this is probably the most accessible. Certainly these days, this is the easiest to find. Some of the other stuff limited to 100. The LP is a little expensive now. I haven't heard any of the other stuff really until recently when we were talking about doing this one. I, I kind of listened to some samples that I found of the other releases would sound different. This is a, a unique record. And it's it's eight pieces, uh, about 40 minutes long, and it's just this like crumbling, decaying, industrial, overloaded noise. And it is noise. It's not it's not uh there's a cyclic element to it. It's I wouldn't say it's loops necessarily, but there everything is sort of on a weird repetition in parts, but it gets interrupted and destroyed and blown out and decayed like yeah, everything. You definitely want to like nod your head along with it and then it decomposes. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, you, you think you have it and then, it, yeah. then it cuts in a weird way. The loop or again, for lack of a better term, the loop feeling starts to shift and it, and it, and it shifts in a way that you're not expecting it. But yes, the overall riding element, it is very noisy. I mean, everything on this, I think crumbling is the perfect word really for this CD. I mean, it is constantly crumbling. It, It never really stops crumbling. I mean, it just starts with this like alien sound that's rising and then these voices that are kind of in the distance and I don't even know if it is voices but in my mind it was voices it's yeah it's a slowed it's slowed human speech and it, it sounds like uh like pigs rooting around or something uh, it's like something these nasty like squeals or like something eating itself you know <laughs> it gave me this like weird vibe there's so much gross bass and there's there's these gross bass things that kind of are the base of the loop in it. And then there's some like weird light static that comes in and there's just like a, like a synthesizer or something like a slow oscillator, like wavering. And it's, yes. it's really nasty. The first track just pulls you right in. It's yeah. Just ominous. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're just in it. You're like, this is okay. This is the zone. And it is that zone. No pun intended. <laughs> so Nord, it's just a word I use too much. It is the, the the feeling though that goes throughout the entire CD. Not yes. not not that it's not that it's repetitious. I mean, I guess it is kind of repetitious, but in a welcome way. It's not it's not boring. It has a sound and a style and a direction. Yeah. So it's cohesive. the The CD feels cohesive. Is yeah. I think it, yeah, that's a better word. Yeah. It's all you know, it, all these pieces make sense together. It's funny. The longest clocks in at just over ten minutes. The shortest at a minute fifteen. And normally I'd be like, okay. We got through the first track. All the pieces are untitled, so we're just going to refer to them by number. Yeah. The first piece is three and a half minutes long. It's excellent. It it sucks you right into the CD. Knowing the Connellys hadn't heard this one and weren't familiar with it, I was kind of looking over it. I'm like, well, what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) And they were both just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're (laughs) in. Yeah. We get to the second track, and I'm, you know, okay, how are you going to kill this in a minute 24? Because the first one felt a little too 
I could have I could have eaten so much more of that. Totally, <laughs> totally. And somehow the second track at a minute and a half also just kills it. It's like the, a great length for it. It's so awesome. I would this I would say the second track is the only kind of nicety in the entire album like there's it's almost like a softer sound it's got some weird kind of squeaking highs yeah it's got more highs than everything yeah. else. everything else has a lot of low it's rumbles really muffled and any anything on the high end would be like you know screeching metal like industrial metal like being ground down uh whereas this doesn't and so when it ends in you know just as soon as it started almost you're like oh okay well what happens next and then what happens next is Far more ominous. A giant pair of metal shears yeah. cutting through the universe. <laughs> That's what I heard on this one with these heavy bass drops and these kind of shifting layered highs in it. Oh, this one had me going. There's that sort of a screen door kind of whinging metal sound in it. Yeah, it's yeah so like a cool. rusty hinge yeah. that's just like being ground into oblivion. I just thought of like dystopian future robots making more dystopian future I mean, robots. Totally. It's definitely that like Terminator vibe yeah. to well, it. And even even way. like the title of the C D, it's it's a it's a antiviral drug, correct? Correct. So it has this kind of sterile Industrialized you know, world, institutional, yeah. medical—you know—that that's the only title we mm -hmm. get. So that's how, how that's all we have to go on. Yeah. So so this antiviral drug. So yes, there is this strange, um, dystopian medical yeah. feel. And to of this course, whole thing. Zone Nord is you know the um, means northern zone in French, and it's the area that was occupied by the Germans during the war. So again, um, you know, like the grinding cogs of the machine. Yeah, totally. This one also has these great, uh, like, controlled bursts of, like, a crumbling low bass that come into it that I I just I just loved it. It's, I don't know if it's, like, it, you can almost picture them as, like, clumps of dirt being thrown against a, a metal wall or something and then, then breaking apart and falling to the ground. It's like, yeah. you know, it's almost that that sound it really and it, they just overwhelm everything they degrade and crumble the the sense of overload especially on this piece is really present where like things are things are running too hot things are clipping things are going out of control and just destroying and pushing down the other elements i i love it and i and i love the segue between tracks because even though there are clear distinctions between tracks like you know things fade in and they kind of fade out but the entire you know, theme is woven throughout the entire CD. So there's not much information about Zone Nord out there, but there is a very cool article by friend of the show, Chris Sienko, in the one and only issue of As Loud As Possible. Which is, for all listening who don't own it, track down a copy right now. You should own it. You, you, it's, it's a massive document they put together that was supposed to be a, a regular magazine, and unfortunately, it's been nine years since we've gotten an issue. Yeah, so maybe we'll get issue two soon. We'll see. But I'd like that. That'd be nice. Great <laughs> interviews, great reviews, really thoughtful writing uh, about noise culture and noise music, noise artists, uh, including to, something as obscure as Zone Nord. And to call it a magazine, I mean, it's a book. Yeah, basically. It's, it's it's a real thick magazine. It's also funny. I don't, I was saying earlier, I know maybe one or two people who I have talked to this record about in the past 
20 years who share the love of it that I do. And Chris Yanko is one of those people. Like we've talked about this record before and it's, it's great that there's a, a review of it or an, an interview, an with interview him and, 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 a review. and so, so his answers, um, zone Nord being, uh, Jean Luc, uh, actually Tara, why don't you pronounce Angla? Thank you very much. Um, his answers are incredibly short. They're, range from about three words to about 10 words so so it's not a ton of information but the i man this, gets to the point but i thought this was i i think chris describes this record wonderfully and then we get a little information about what's used on the record so chris says the referon acd has an interesting tone to it compared to the debut lp it sounds much rougher muddier and more obscure like it was dug out of a tar pit can you tell me a little about the change in tone from the first album to the second. And then Zone Nord answers first, new instruments, samplers, Atari computer. Second, more influenced by noise and industrial bands. And I think that's kind of like a perfect summation of of this CD. I mean, it is it's obscure, it's muddy, it's Oh, it's it's great. I mean, since the book's open, can we read the Ron Lassard? Yeah, so so yeah, so Tara, Ron Ron has a great quote I about Zone Nord. I can't do Ron's voice, and I feel like everybody else does. I feel no, like, you know, I okay. think I think I'm just I think that's for the best. Voice. Honestly, I think everyone just would rather hear your voice anyway. So <laughs> I, I shouldn't have even read that first. Well, part. everybody picture Ron's voice, and you know what it sounds like. <laughs> when I first heard the Zone Nord LP, my first thought was that this is what I had imagined MB to sound like when I first heard about him, but before I had heard his work. Which I think is great because there is kind of MB vibes to this. It's it's in the same zone. It the, really is. It's just different techniques and and different equipment, obviously. But the industrial decay sound is just it's it's there. And the feeling of like one man alone in a room. It's depressive, and I I say it with love, but uh, it is really like somebody who's in a dark place. Like when you listen to this, it's not like. Um, it's, it's it's it is definitely depressive. Yes, yeah. Electronics, and apparently using a strange Atari computer. So so again, <laughs> no, what's maybe an why Atari you, computer? You, you, is that a thing? Why you couldn't recreate some of these sounds? Because you probably didn't realize that that I needed an Atari computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have a, an Atari computer? You no, must have. no. You're like a total like computer guy. No, never had an Atari computer. Really? No. You think even growing up? I had like an Atari video game, but no Atari. Yeah, I didn't even know. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, well, then let's hear what Chris Sienko has to say about this album. Uh, he says, this record is desolate, bankrupt, and surreal, but surreal in the way that walking alone in an abandoned part of town in the middle of the night is surreal, as your mind out of its safety zone carves scenarios and mythologies out of the landscape, imagining fearsome events that might have taken place here while slowed or stopped factory machines seem ready to spring to life and hordes of chuds could be ready to leap out of every manhole. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Nailed it. I mean, it's, I guess we should just stop this episode because Chris Yankel pretty much said everything. <laughs> he kind of summed <laughs> it up, right? But that is true though, right? Don't you, is that's, that really does get, yes. it really gets the CD to it, the core. It rings true of, of what this sound is. And I, I just love how miserable and destroyed everything feels. There's yeah. nothing, there's no, there's nothing familiar in this record. No. And there's and nothing lasts very long. I mean, you might be caught in a loop or in a in a cycle that is going and it, you know, track 6 is is 10 minutes long and it it does its thing for 10 minutes. But 
it's still not comforting. It's not a comfortable place to be. So you never kind of get to settle in. You're just always wondering when the next level of degradation and destruction is going to come to the sound and when the when the next creeping thing is going to overwhelm what you're hearing. It's so cool. Tracks four and five almost feel like a partner tracks. There's a very similar vibe going through both of them. To me, it was very claustrophobic, very minimal, very minimal tone going through. But I kind of felt like I was in a crawl space and I felt like I kind of felt like the low ceiling was closing in on me. And both those tracks gave me that feeling. I don't know if you got a similar vibe to those. Trek four gave me this. Uh, I was like these static interruptions being ripped off of something almost. And track five comes in and it's that wet fluttering crunch was the only way I could describe oh, yeah. it. It's really, it's really nasty. And yeah, it is claustrophobic and uncomfortable and just like, ugh. it only lasts a minute 15 and it just ends. And I wanted more of that. That sound was so good. It was, I was thinking it was like distorted engine or something like, Oh, they're delivering the goods that they just made in this crazy place. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome, and it, it has that great wet. It's like delivering the goods in the rain or something because it has that wet. Oh, it yeah. felt wet to me. Big, gross rubber tires delivering just rusty metal in a dangerous path. Oh yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. One driver, he's packing heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all dark. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we come into the sixth piece, uh, and this one. Uh, this one's opened up a lot more. It's got a lot bigger sense of air. You're outside now. Finally. That's exactly. I said there's more air to this track, but not much, but there's more. It's it's very it's, noticeable yeah, after yeah, the yeah, oppressive yeah, yeah, weight yeah. of these previous yeah, yeah. tracks. Like if you were, yes, exactly. After those two, this feels like we're outside. It still feels like it's gray and the weather's terrible, but we are outside at least and a little less claustrophobic. This one actually sounded like, uh, like metal like a piece of scrap metal to me more than any of the other pieces like i could hear metal moving you know the the machinations yeah. of whatever like it, it's there, there wasn't nearly the heavy claustrophobic bass on this one either like it is more airy and there's also less of the oppressive bass interruptions that keep coming in on the other tracks I lost track of time on this one. I totally like closed my eyes and zoned out. And then I, I saw that it was 10 minutes and I'm like, has it been two minutes or has it been 10 minutes? But I have you, no idea. But did you zone Nord out? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> Gray just shook his head in complete disappointment. It's about to mark that, that for an edit. Fair play. But you know what? Fair play. Staying in, buddy. <laughs> Staying in. <laughs> Behind the scenes with noise extra. <laughs> The the next piece though at seven minutes and twenty two seconds is actually one of the most unsettling on here. It's got it starts with these just caustic, grindy tones. It's the noisiest track, and it's it's got what sounds like dogs yelping in the background. <laughs> oh man, I, wow! I didn't get I didn't that, but that. yeah, I didn't think of yeah. that. But now I now I will. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I have this miserable CD called a uh, Dog oh, Pound Found Sound. Dude, no, First thank of you. all, no, no thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Absolutely no thank you. Second of all, I, yeah, I think you played this for about two seconds, oh. and I was just I, early on in our in our in our friendship. I think I came over. 
you played it for about two seconds and I was like, get this off right now. I think I just question our friendship really at that point. So you know what? No, thank you. It's what it's what it reminded me of. Oh, no, God. If anyone knows about this, it was. Uh, oh, oh, don't even describe it. Wait, That's who put horrible. it out? I do want to know. Uh, it out. was released by someone who was trying to call attention to the uh, the like kill shit, like the, the non no kill shelters, whatever the animal shelters in New York. So snuck a recording device in and recorded these dogs so for it's a like couple hours. or something like that. No, no, it's just like a lone like activist who used to have a radio show. Gotcha. Ba- dog pound found sound. Oh, you don't need to find this. You, no <laughs> one needs to hear this. It's up oh. there. It's up there in terms of uncomfortable with that uh, baby's cough record. If you know, if you know that oh, one, where it's like no. Jesus, <laughs> babies with different uh, different diseases and ailments, coughing and crying, so the doctors can identify what like if they have emphysema or whatever yeah. by their cry. It's that's a creepy armor. The noise. Yeah, off the yeah, every, everybody, it's everybody, too t- real. I everybody, don't tune it. into Gray's new podcast. The absolute worst <laughs> things that you should literally never listen to. I will not be tuning into the podcast. But <laughs> oh man, no but, shame, but, but, but yeah, yeah. but th- no, but this, <laughs> but this track is just. It, it is a very, very raw, nasty noise track. This is to me the noisiest track on the on the album. Yeah, it went. It. I was expecting it to explode um, at some point, but it, it doesn't. No, no, it never. No, this whole album really doesn't. I in a good in a way. I honestly in a good way. thought the last track was the heaviest in terms of noise. But oh, you know what? You you know what? Because it, it might be right. It about amped that, it up. Actually. Like like we uh we had a little reprieve on the seventh track. It's like a haunted polishing factory, something like that. But I I thought they really it escalated. By the end, so you both said it doesn't it doesn't explode, and I feel that that's not true. Okay, I hear explosions in every track. Well, okay, but they're like controlled explosions, okay. like a bullet, or okay. you know what I mean, like something. It's a controlled explosion, not of like, like a death. You, match. you know what? You, I guess I'll, I'll. Okay, you are correct in that, and I and actually I did write in a bunch of tracks controlled. So, okay, yes, there's like controlled explosions. I guess when I say explode, I'm I mean like this total just like. Burst of like free uninhibited like, chaos. Yeah, and it never goes there. I guess that's what I mean when I like say like the explode. dynamite in the death match. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And so I guess you are right though. This this <laughs> Was feels that controlled or not. I don't know. This feels <laughs> like it's it's like a controlled test explosion. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I I definitely see that. Like now. explosions yeah. underground or like uh yeah uh, for uh for like when they implode a building or something like oh, controlled yeah. explosions controlled demolition. Yeah. Yeah, the last piece is just this shuddering mass of bass with these weird static interruptions again. It's it's so heavy and so it's monolithic earth moving juggernaut sound. Yeah, it it really and it's just it's just chunks left on the floor. Chunks left on the sterile <laughs> medical floor. That's what we're left with here. I agree. I I was harder, heavier, faster, more buzz, more aggression. It's crispier. Uh Whatever they've done, they finished it. They're shipping it out of that dark, sinister factory. Yeah, and and, and just a great conclusion to this. Yeah, it's it's really a well paced disc where you get you get settled in, then you get some variety, then you get settled in, then you get more variety. But again, settling in is never actually getting comfortable because these sounds are really just unforgiving. It's and, not a comfortable album. No. no. But again, it's one that's been with me for over 20 years. It's stuck with me, and I often think of it is in a very favorable light. And I hadn't listened to it in a while, 
and popping it back on today was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and for, you know, I get, you know, peek behind the scenes, but, you know, we have a we have a pretty long list of albums we want to get to ideas that we want to get to, you know, it, it's more than a year out of stuff that we want to get to with, I think we've said this before with no repeated artist at, at this point. Um, we will certainly repeat artists obviously, but I'm just saying like we have this long list and this was one that, that gray had, had, had mentioned. And I was like, man, that's one of those pures that I never heard before. So this is the kind of stuff that gets me excited to get into this stuff that I, is just like a, a, a whole new world from, even though this is, over 20 years old. Yeah, and we just had our 16-year friend anniversary with Greg. That's true. <laughs> and in 16 years, you have not shared Zone Nordic. So thank you. <laughs> but thank you. Know what? you. That's so our present. That This was a great a great present to, to get to hear this. And I, you know, I really hope that anyone else out there who has not heard this, I hope, first of all, I hope you're running immediately to rrrrrecords.com and, and picking up a copy uh, right away records and and just get into this zone i mean it, god i keep saying zone i say zone so much and in this episode it's i'm highlighting it get I gotta, into this zone nord i gotta i gotta stop using that i gotta figure out new words <laughs> i have to figure out new words we all we it's hard to figure out new words guys the pure series <laughs> is really cool because i i was looking to pick up some more stuff that I didn't know and we were talking about doing some of these pure discs. A few of them made our, our list of planned releases to talk about, of course. And it made me listen to some samples online and that DMDN disc was one that I had no, I didn't know about at all. And I listened to it and I was like, Oh, this is just awesome. Why, how did I ignore this one? So the same thing kind of happened to me through the process of doing this is where we're discovering stuff too. That's been around for what, 20 almost 25 sure. years, whatever, we're still discovering things and getting excited about things and finding new discs to fall in love with. So I think that's so cool. I'm sure we have some listeners that don't see Masana or MSBR or whatever in the title and maybe aren't as, their interest isn't as peaked, but I'd, I'd put Zone Nord up against any of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, Absolutely. It makes yeah. the world feel so expansive and wide. Like, it's really, really great to find things that you hadn't heard of that are such quality. Like, it's it's... I don't know. I and, think it's a great process. And 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 we we haven't really covered anyone from France. No, this before. is our first. There's and some more on the list. Yeah, there's definitely some more on the list. And and so it's really cool to kind of start getting into some other countries. Obviously, you know, you think of Japan, you think of the U.S. And so we're starting to get into some some other countries. Let's end this episode with a quote from Chris Sienko about Zone Nord. The Zone Nord sound is the sound of true searching not being afraid to put himself into uncomfortable spaces, not allowing technique or flash to free him from the corners into which he has painted himself. You've been listening to Noise Extra. I'm Tara Connolly here with Mike Connolly and Gray Holger. We want to send a special thank you to Chris Sienko for all his research on Zone Nord. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's. Thank you for listening to us and to noise. <laughs>